Welcome to Lafrisian Chronicles, Song of Shadows, a magical audio drama storytelling experience. The show contains swearing, allusions to sexual themes, as well as themes of violence. Thank you, and enjoy this episode of Song of Shadows. Time moves in mysterious ways. An hour to one person can feel like a second, while to another it feels like a lifetime. So many things can change in a short amount of time. Entire lives can be shaped by minutes. Two people, intrinsically bound, can drift apart if time affects one of them differently. It is a truth universally known that life isn't fair. And Orly pondered that truth often, even now as she sat in a large leather armchair, gazing out her New York apartment window, a new red leather journal in her lap. Dear Diary, today was a pretty good day. I've been having a lot of those recently. I start my intern year next week, and I'm so excited. I know being an intern is the absolute worst, but considering what I went through two years ago, I think it might be a cakewalk. <laughs> two and a half years. Wow. I can't believe it's been that long. I've seen Shelby a few times. She actually really likes New York, so she'll come visit from time to time. Nick's came on business once but she did let me convince her to go out drinking with me. <laughs> Dominic has passed through a few times on his way to the libraries. It's always so great to see them, but uh, they always said that Kaylin was too busy, which makes perfect sense. He's the king now, and I, I can't exactly fault him. It's only been a handful of months for them, so... He's still new to the job, still learning, and I haven't been to see him either. I don't want to bother him. But my life's good. Great, actually. I I'm happy most of the time, at least. I'm officially a doctor now. I know that I made the right choice. But that doesn't mean that I don't miss it miss him. Although I'm not entirely removed from the world of the Fae. I mean, I keep my ears and eyes open, pay attention to anything suspicious, be an early warning of any possible trouble on Earth. And lately, I've begun to think that there just might be. 
Arlie was shaken from her writing as the door to her one-bedroom apartment was unlocked. She closed her journal quickly and slid it in between the arm of the chair and her thigh as she smiled at the person walking through the door. You look exhausted. <laughs> I wish I was only exhausted. A tall, slender woman wearing a dark gray pantsuit kicked off her heels and dropped her leather briefcase by the door. Rough day. Aren't they all? Was it the case or the men today? <sighs> They're both infuriating. I swear, if I have to argue my own competence to another pig-headed district attorney, I'm gonna explode. <laughs> Come here. Orly motioned for the woman to join her in the chair, and she obliged, strolling gracefully across the hardwood floors until she plopped down on Orly's lap. I'm sorry you had a bad day. <sighs> well, it's better now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that reminds me. I have something for you. I, uh, I know it's not much, but I wanted to show you how much I appreciate you. <sighs> Happy anniversary. She pulled a small box from her pocket and handed it to Orly, whose wide eyes met hers. Leslie, you didn't have to get me anything. <laughs> well, I did. So, open it. Oh my god, Leslie. It's beautiful. Orly's fingers traced the golden amulet in the box. A small circle with what looked like Celtic designs engraved on it. Small, bright blue jewels dotted the charm. <laughs> You're always so interested in Faelor, so... Here you go. This amulet was owned by an actual Fae Queen. At least, well, that's what the very knowledgeable and reputable man said as he sold it to me from the trunk of his van. Orly's breath caught in her throat. She hadn't told Leslie about her heritage. Not that she was ashamed, more that she knew she couldn't offer proof without exposing the Fae. So why bother? Plus, it was something special she had with him. With all of them. She was afraid to give that up. Thank you. I'm so sorry, I, I didn't get you anything. <laughs> Buy me dinner. Then we're even. <laughs> I believe that can be arranged. Think you can be ready to go in 20 minutes? <laughs> Make it 10. With a quick kiss, Leslie slid off Orly's lap and made her way into the bedroom. Orly sat with the amulet in her hands, letting her fingers graze it lightly. Leslie was quick to dismiss the idea of this being a fae queen's amulet. Orly wondered how Leslie would feel if she knew she shared a home with a former Fae Queen. With a sigh, Orly placed the amulet around her neck and adjusted it so it laid cautiously at the base of her neck, felt foreign against her skin, like she didn't deserve to wear an amulet of a queen, a position she gave away. The feeling in the pit of her stomach she decided was guilt guilt that she had spent a year deceiving someone she cared deeply for. Guilt that she once again was not embracing her fey heritage. Guilt that she didn't stay. Is it really so hard to believe? Is what so hard to believe? That this belonged to fey royalty. <laughs> well, considering fairies don't exist, I'd say it's pretty hard to believe. 
<laughs> listen, I, I really love how into that whole lore thing you are, but I myself am a pretty analytical person, so, I mean, I just don't believe what I can't see, you know? And last time I checked, I had not seen a fairy. Right. But what if you have already seen one? Well, <laughs> then I would obviously apologize and beg forgiveness for my close-minded ways. <laughs> uh, all right, come on. I'm wearing my good dress, four-inch heels, and I refuse to let this outfit go to waste. You look beautiful, Leslie. Let's go. Don't you think it's a little small? <laughs> it's quaint. I miss the penthouse. If you keep dreaming about that penthouse, we're never going to settle on a house to buy here. But where will I put my books? I'll convert the front office into a library for you. <sighs> Colton, you get me. <laughs> well, I was getting pretty tired of lugging my stuff back and forth from your place to mine every day. So it's not entirely selfless. When do we move in? Soon. As long as you're happy. I am. I am happy. Thank you. When do you need to head back to the castle? A few minutes. Nyx is giving her debrief now. I'm next. How is Nyx handling being captain of the guard? <sighs> she says she's fine, but I can tell she's stressed out. She forgets how well we know her. I know Kaelin can see it too, but he's got too much going on to focus on anything else for more than a few seconds. <laughs> so he's a mess. He's trying to undo a lot of what Arson did. It's tedious. And not to mention, a few of the court members are basically thinly veiled Arson loyalists and they're trying to block him every step of the way. He'll figure it out. It's only been six months. You're right. I wish you would stop and take a breath though. Well, I think you're forgetting that stopping to breathe means letting himself feel. And we both know what he doesn't want to feel about. Or should I say who? I've never seen him so broken. It's hard. I get it, though. If you wanted to leave and go back to the Beneath, I'm not sure I'd be okay either. Well, <laughs> I like the view here better. <laughs> Lucky me. How many resisted? More than half. You're telling me more than half the Lafrisian Guard refused to unite with the Unseelie forces? Yes. This is exactly what I didn't want to happen, Nyx. This divide. I know. But they were only satisfied when we divided the factions. Unseelie and Lafrisian. Separately. Leave it to stubborn Lafrisians. A bounty of proof. A recorded confession, even proving the Unseelie's innocence. And yet they still discriminate. It's been a hard transition for everyone, Your Majesty. I'm aware of that, Nyx. I just... I really thought my people were better than that. Do what you can to incorporate smaller units of both the Frisian and Unseelie forces with the ones who are willing. We have to start somewhere. Yes, Your Majesty. Nyx, please don't call me that. Sorry, Habit. Okay. Now that that's over with... How are you? It's been a hard transition. I miss our team. 
Me too. You have no idea. But I think once the dust settles from the merge, I will enjoy my position. I know you will. You were made for it. You're supposed to meet with Dominic soon, right? Yeah. After he visits the house with Colton. They're finally moving in together. Seems like it. Took them long enough. <sighs> Sorry I'm late. No worries. We just finished up. How was the house? I'm hesitant about the library space, but I might be able to make it work. If anyone can, it's you. Hey, Dom. Nix! <laughs> Hi. It's been too long. How's it going on the battlefield? <sighs> Tense. But that's soldiers for you. Did you have anything for me? Yes, Your Majesty. My division has nothing to report. That's it. Yep. I told you, you don't have to come all the way here if you don't have anything to report, Dominic. I know, but I missed you. All of you. Even Shelby. Where is the Spitfire, by the way? I stopped trying to keep track of her ages ago. It's made me a happier person. You know, ever since she found out she can create mental shields, I haven't been able to reach her. She likes her privacy. <laughs> of course she does. Maybe we can all get dinner sometime soon. You know, catch up. I'd like that. Me too. Maybe we could even go someplace special for dinner. Like, uh, leave Hollow Light for a change. Maybe go to Darkfall, or, oh, Lowshire, or New York City. No. You haven't seen her since she left. I know she'd like to see you. The gate opens both ways, Dominic. Yeah, and it's stubborn on both sides. I don't really want to talk about this right now, Dominic. <sighs> Sorry. Your Majesty. Shelby, are you okay? Something's wrong. I can feel it. What do you mean? What's wrong? Earth. Something's wrong on Earth. What do you mean? How do you know? Last time I visited Earth, I didn't like the vibe I got. I left a mental shield on Ellie so I could always tell if she was okay. Alright, and? It just broke. Orally. We need to go. I'm in. When do we leave? You all can go now. You're not coming? My job is here. You three can check it out. See what happened to Shelby's shield and report back. Fine. Shelby, let's go get inhalators. Dom, we'll meet you at the front gate in a minute. Permission to speak to you as my friend, rather than my king, your majesty. I'm going to regret saying this, but you never need permission for that, Dominic. You're being a coward. Ah, yes. There's that regret. You're hurt. She left. I get it. You're probably mad at her. <laughs> I'd be mad at Colton, too. But it's Ellie, Kaylin. You loved her once. <laughs> I'd wager you still do. I, I get that you're being hesitant, but she might be in danger, Kaylin. She might be hurt. And you're still holding that grudge? It, it's just... Not the captain I once knew. Dominic, I... <laughs> I'll see you when we return. Orly and Leslie walked hand-in-hand hand down a relatively quiet New York street. 
slowly making their way back to their apartment. <sighs> I'm not sure I could eat another bite if I wanted to. Thank you for dinner. <laughs> it's the least I could do. How's your headache? <sighs> the same. Gosh, it really came out of nowhere. Yeah, it was... weird. <sighs> Alright. What's up with you? What? You've been distant all night. Did I do something? No, not at all. It's... Honestly, it's me. I... I have something I need to tell you. Okay. Aurelie guided Leslie into a small alleyway just off the main road. They stood in the dim light from a street lamp. I honestly should have told you earlier, and, and I'm sorry that I didn't. I just... I, well, I wasn't sure how you were going to react. If you're about to tell me that you snore, I already know. <laughs> this amulet that you gave me might not be real, but fairies are. <laughs> fairies are what? Real. Love, I get it. You have your beliefs, but I... I have my own, too, and I just, I mean, as much as I want to, I just don't believe in that stuff, okay? I I'm sorry I made fun of the amulet. I really just wanted to get it for you because I thought you would like it. I, I love it. I, I do. Oh, okay. Uh, this is hard. I, I am a fairy. Uh, I don't understand this joke, Ellie. Am I supposed to laugh? It's not a joke, Leslie. I, I know it's far-fetched, and, and I know you probably think I'm insane, but I'm not, and I can prove it. I don't know if this is some kind of punishment, or a game you're doing, or some weird foreplay, but I am over it, okay? So just drop it, Ellie. I'm telling you the truth. And I'm telling you, I'm done listening to this. I'm going home. I suggest you take a walk and then join me when you're done with this. Wait, Leslie, stop. I don't want to deal with this right now. I have an early morning. Ellie, stop, please. What is your problem right now? Leslie, be quiet, please. Are you kidding me? Orly quickly placed her hand over Leslie's mouth to stifle the sound. She attempted to focus on the crow's call, trying to pinpoint its location. Shh. I'm sorry. Just shh. was that for? I thought I heard something. You did. Orly's head snapped around and she caught a glimpse at the tall, slender figure emerging from the shadows. He wore a long, black peacoat that covered his dark shirt and jeans. His greasy, jet-black hair was combed back, and his eyes shrouded by mirrored sunglasses. Orly took notice of the sunken cheeks and pointed features on his ashen, pale face before her eyes drifted down to his long, claw-like fingers wrapped around a long, obsidian dagger in his hand. This figure was unlike any creature she had seen before. Orly couldn't shake the feeling that she was staring at death itself. My god, where did you come from? Well, Orly, would you like to tell her where I come from? Or should I? Ellie, you know this person? I don't know where you're from. Ah. Uh... You see, our intel tells us you do. 
You actually know a lot more than you should, Miss Sharp. In fact, you know things that someone worked really hard to conceal. I don't know anything. <laughs> this is the great orally Faye Sharp that liberated the Frisia from the tyrant Arson's rule. You look more like a scared little Dane. What is going on, Ali? How does this person know you? Just stand behind me. So you bravely put yourself in front of her, but you won't admit that we both know. If you're referring to the digging that I've done regarding the recent Fae disappearances on Earth, then the only thing I'd have to admit is that I couldn't make sense of any of it. Thought it was all a dead end. In fact, the only confirmation of truth that I ever got was you. Just now. Foolish girl. You are poking your purebred nose where it does not belong. And you are antagonizing a legendary fae. Who's the foolish one now? I've grown tired of this diatribe, girl. I'm here to ensure the trail ends with you. The strange figure lunged toward Orly. She quickly pushed Leslie out of the way and simultaneously drew the dagger from her boot just in time to fend the figure's first attack. I'm calling the cops! Leslie, don't! Are you kidding me? Your human pet is bothering me. Perhaps you should tighten her leash. Watch your mouth! Ooh, it seems I've hit a nerve. Good. You will die tonight, Orly Faye Sharp. Might as well get it over with. No thanks. Orly smiled briefly at the assailant before turning her palms to face him, dropping her dagger on the sidewalk. Her hands burned bright as golden tendrils began to dance toward the figure. He stood there, disoriented. Even his sunglasses were not enough to shield him from the bright magic radiating off her. As the light settled, Orly did not dare to look back for Leslie's reaction, and kept her eyes trained on the figure before her. He slowly lifted his head back in her direction. He glanced down at his torso, and back to Orly, before issuing a sinister smile. You missed, but I won't. The figure lunged again toward Orly, who stood her ground against the attack. Leslie let out a scream just as the figure slammed into an invisible force, hard enough to crack the mirrored sunglasses that now sat askew on his confused and pained face. You were saying? A shield. What a nifty little trick. But you won't be able to hold it forever. Not for both of you. When you get tired, when you can't hold on any longer, I'll be waiting. And so will we. As if they arrived from the shadows, Nyx, Dominic, and Shelby stood threateningly behind the figure. Shelby drew her bow the obsidian arrow gleaming in the dim light of the alley street lamp. Nick stood with her legs slightly bent, a dagger in each hand, ready to pounce. Dominic stood tall with his hand outstretched in front of him, encircled in swirling blue magic. Orly knew Dominic's portal abilities reached beyond what she had seen, and could only imagine the possibilities if he unleashed them on this figure. There they stood, her guard her friends, come to protect her. Orly's heart swelled with pride 
I think it's in your best interest to leave. You have backup. Next time, so will I. With a flourish of his pale hand, he vanished into a shroud of darkness. Not unlike Gregor did that night at the Fairy Bridge, all those years ago. Perhaps it was a variant of the portal magic. Orly made a mental note to ask Dominic about that later. But not now. In that moment, her eyes brimmed with tears as she faced her friends. <laughs> you came. Of course we did. How did you know? I placed an alarm in your head. It went off. Huh. I'm not sure if that makes me feel happy or violated. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Oh my god, Leslie, Leslie, I, I am so sorry. Are you okay? What was that? I'm so sorry. I, I, I tried to tell you, but I, I should have told you sooner. <laughs> Who are they? Your saviors. You're welcome. Shelby, we've been over this. Stop taunting traumatized people. What kind of creature was that? I couldn't tell. He had his eyes covered and there were no burns or scars. It's not like any Lafrisian or Unseelie I've ever seen. But I might know what he was after. What could he possibly want with you? If what he said was true, then I'm afraid this is just the beginning. Thank you for listening. Today's episode was written by Nicole Tuttle and edited by Mariah Clausen and featured the vocal talents of Nicole Tuttle, Mariah Clausen, Adagiel Stewart, Emily Buza, Ace Corsaira, ML Erhart, Wes Haas, and Connor Brannigan. This episode was sound designed and edited by Catherine Stanley, along with Mariah Clausen, Griffin Coldron, and Megan Peugeot, featuring the music of John Bartman, and I'm Erica Harmon. Want to stay up to date on all things Lafrisian Chronicles? Follow our social media for more information about upcoming episodes at Lafrisia Audio on Twitter. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to our show on your favorite podcasting site and leave a review. Until next time, listeners. <laughs>